Secret Trail Brewing Company, every single Monday, does an Explorer series where they release a one-off crazy beer that you should definitely go try. This podcast comes out every Monday, so tonight, go drink both of their Kolsch's. That's right, they did Delta Breeze Kolsch, two different batches, one with one kind of yeast, one with another. Try them both out, let them know which one you think's better. That's right, everybody. Secret Trail Brewing is located at 132 Meyer Street, right here in Chico. You can also find them on all the social medias, at Secret Trail Ruco. Go check them out. Secret Trail. Live and drink off the beaten path. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Welcome to an episode of Fresh Hop Cinema. This is episode 83 of a podcast about film and craft beer, and my name is Max Minardi. My name's Johnny Summers, and I can't believe we've been doing this for 83 weeks. Isn't that nuts? And it's been more because we've missed a couple, or we've doubled up sometimes, or done half episodes. So many. And I will say, this feels like a landmark <laughs> to bring back an old, old faithful 83 saying. 83 is a good, solid number. Yeah. Uh, let's see, man. Should we dive right in? Should we talk about should we talk about what we cover in this show? Tell them how this BZ works. Sure. Well, we cover we cover like we said craft beer and film. We usually do two beers per show and one movie. This week we're doing a film called Sorry to Bother You, but we're not going to get to that yet because that comes in a little bit later. We start off the show and we end the show with a different beer that we've never covered on the show before. They are always craft beers. They're usually delicious if we have a good day, and if they're not, that's still fun because we drink them anyways. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. That's like a short. I like the short. I did a really long one a couple weeks ago. It was really long. And now that's it. That's it the, the show. longest one. Oh, ever. I guess the last thing is that if you haven't seen Sorry to Bother You and you don't want it spoiled, that's okay. We don't spoil it until the final segment of the show called The Danger Zone. We just kind of talk about our general feelings in the second segment uh, about the film in general. So no spoilers until the end. Generally. Correct. In general. Yes. Specifically. Specifically. Yeah. Let's do this, sucker. So, Johnny, you brought beers again. I did. Love it. What did you bring? What are we drinking first? So first off, we were drinking Stone's Tangerine Express. Okay. Tell me about it. It's Tangerine IPA. I got it because it's delicious Perfect. and I love it. You've had this before, obviously. Yeah, this came out like last summer, I think. And I'm pretty sure it's a year-round beer. But it's uh, 6.7%, I think like 75-ish IBUs. Mm. So IPA with uh, Tangerine and Pineapple. Perfect. And that's uh, very fitting because I just got back from Hawaii. Yeah. So I am we're gonna all get, about this. We're going to get deep into that. Yeah, deal. We're going to get all up in Hawaii's business. But yeah. First, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this burr. It ain't no just add juice approach. This one is for adults. We use Bountiful Whole Tangerine Puree, which brings pithy, crisp bitterness to the citrus flavor. In addition to the complexities of the tangerine, the likes of which you can only get by using the whole fruit, we judiciously employ just a hint of whole pineapple for a back note you'd likely not even pick it out of the mix if we didn't tell you it was there. We're not looking for a sweet concoction to appease the I want my beer to taste like fruit juice crowd. This is stone. We like our IPAs to taste like IPAs. Big, bold, and not for kids. Yeah, that's off of Stone's website, and this is fantastic. I I think Stone does well IPAs. I think that's their wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anybody thinks differently, fight me. I will go to the grave thinking that. I think that's their best... best, uh, offering is oh, any yeah. other ipas That's what they became known for that was their their first beer that was popular yeah and i think this is up there with their better ones yeah. this is refreshing it's crisp i don't get any pineapple actually even though they said you might but i think this is really good lots of tangerine yeah. lots of hot presents on the front burner and the back burner yeah but the tangerine's not like 
crazy in your face. No. Like it's I love this beer for the exact reasons that they mentioned in their description that it's not like crazy fruit forward. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a it's it's near a hot bomb, I think. Yeah. It's got enough tangerine for you to know that like it's there, but it's definitely like not mm-hmm. second it's not first fiddle. Yeah, it's also pretty light drinking. Yeah. It's very light to drink. For six point seven percent too, you got a little bit of a punch mm-hmm. when it comes to alcohol. But very good. Very yeah. drinkable. This is I like this beer a lot. Great pool beer, great river, lake, mm-hmm. whatever. It's been so hot. I've been in the water every single weekend for as long as possible. And this is one of those beers. I saw it at Spikes, and it was brewed like June 20th, and mm-hmm. we're recording this July 20th, mm-hmm. oddly. So it was like exactly a month old. There you go. It is nice and fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something else, too. If you're a new listener, we're based in Chico, California, where it gets to 111 degrees. It's some days. hotter than Too you. hot. Yeah, it's simply too hot. So. so great, great, great summertime beer, great water beer. Yeah. Wherever you might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with the, the trend in today's beer world with the, the haze trick craze. Here he goes again. I just All I about like, the haze. I hating. love these beers because yeah. they just taste like IPAs. Yeah, uh, Altamont has a shirt that I've actually, I've actually think I have one coming. It just says "Make Beer Clear Again." There you go. I love that's it. funny. Yeah, I mean, and I do love hazies every once in a while, but there's something about just a serious West Coast hot bomb like this. I agree. Just, it scratches me right where I itch, especially when it's hot out. It's like I could pound like three or four of these and just be really happy about it. Take it right to Pound Town. I yeah, love it. Yeah, exactly. No, this is really good. What we're doing here is <laughs> take the Tangerine Express to <laughs> yeah, Pound dude. Town. Uh, so we're finishing up in our tasting glasses, and we're gonna we're, so we're each drinking a twelve ounce can of this. Yeah. And we're gonna move from our fun little Sierra Nevada tasting glasses to the can. Except here's the thing, and I'm gonna segue into this real quick because this should probably be a group hot. Uh, oh yeah. For and I'll just use this now. And we'll jump back to the beer in a second. But we got koozies in. Yeah. We got customized. Podcast koozies. They're black koozies. They're the collapsible kind, the foam ones, and they say Fresh Hop Cinema with our logo, and they are pretty tight. If I don't say so myself, they're pretty damn sexy. They are damn sexy. Yeah. If you want one, you can, well, you can see if you like them. We're on all of the social medias. We have them posted there. If you like one, we're selling them for three bucks. PayPal is three bucks. We'll send them to you. Yeah. Real easy. It's that L- simple. Unless you're in Patreon, in which case you get one for free. So yeah. just, just let us know. Yeah. Another reason you guys should join Patreon. Anyways. Yeah. Yes. Check out our koozies on social media. Yeah. They're pretty dope. They're pretty dope. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm proud of them. Picking up this ice cold beer and my hands not cold. Yeah. Nor is it warming up my beer. Exactly. So, Touche. It's, it's like you're a scientist Great that design. loves beer. Let's let's rate this beer. This Tangerine Express IPA by yeah. Stone. I love this beer. This is a uh, like a eight point nine for me. That's a high rating. Yeah. Very high. This is a delicious beer that I could drink year round, but it really flourishes, and this is the season to drink this beer. It will not taste better than outside right now agreed today literally if you're not drinking this today you're screwed yeah i'm gonna give this a 7.8 okay high rating very good beer i think this could be replaced by another west coast ipa that was also well done and i might not have any problems i I think it's really good but other beers are good as well this sits right in the very good i will drink this all the time it's very good it's very good yes um yeah so 7.8 for me 8.9 for you that's tangerine express ipa by stone Get it while it's hot or cold. Get it while the beer's cold and you're hot. Yeah. Boom. Where can they get this? Uh, Spikes Bottle Shop. Run mm. you about 12 bucks a sixer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Two bucks a beer. Not bad. It's like three times cheaper than going out to buy a beer. So exactly. buy buy a sixer. Buy a 12. Yeah. Buy whatever you want. Yeah. Buy one can somehow. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Let's close the door on this. Close the research door on this beer. Ooh. Very good sound. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to move on now. We're going to move on to the segment of our show 
where we haven't caught up in a while and we want to know yeah. of each other what's got us hot and bothered. How the hell are you? Yeah, basically. It's I that. didn't even ask you how you are when I got here. Mm-mm. We how had to you? get down to business. Yep. Uh, great, dude. Good. So I was in Hawaii for about a week. Last last week's episode was dropped uh, like Johnny's phone on the table. Um, it was, I was gone, basically. We, we scheduled it in advance. It was very scientific. Pre-recorded that. And now we haven't seen each other in quite a while. So we've got a little bit, I do at least, have a little bit longer of a hot and bothered than I usually do. Bring it. Okay, I'm going to start with my bothered. All right. I was in Hawaii for a week, and the day... I have two bothers, I guess. Two days into my trip, my phone screen, which had been cracked for a couple months, decided to stop working. Yeah. Which, on one hand, is great, because I'm not attached to my phone anymore. It's like I can just full-on live in this vacation, and it's wonderful. On the other hand, any t- like I don't, I'm not really good at backing up my phone mm. to the cloud or whatever. Yeah. So... I think I lost a lot of stuff, like mm. maybe text messages that I had pending gigs, and now I don't know how to get those. Mm. So that's a bummer. My second bothered was that two days before I left, I started getting sick. I don't know if you listen to this podcast. Maybe you're thinking, Max sounds weird today. I'm kind of getting over it. So <laughs> that's a that's a bummer for me. Yeah. And yeah. Do, do you think it was maybe like you're allergic to Hawaii? I hope not. I think what it was is that I'm... I'm usually pretty sedentary in my lifestyle. I don't do a whole lot mm. unless I'm out adventuring, but I go through long lapses of doing nothing. Yeah. And then every day in Hawaii, I'd wake up like 7 a.m. and just immediately be up. And then we'd go down to the beach for four or five hours. I surfed for the first time. Nice. That was on my bucket list. Um, but I think it wore down my immune system pretty good. I could see that. Also, heavy drinking. Yeah. On certain well, days. You're on vacation like every yeah. day? No, but but a few, like two or three of those days. Mm hmm. Just went for it. That's what you do on vacation. Yeah. So you're like, I want to drink something out of a pineapple right now. There's a, we, we stayed in Kauai in uh, Hanalei Bay. That's nice. That's one of the islands. That's one of the bays on the island. And there's a restaurant called Calypso. And this dude, Chris, was uh, Gianna and Mai's uh, waiter mm-hmm. for a bit. And towards the last bit of the trip, we went there, had a couple drinks, just sort of to, to celebrate the end of our, like, you know, surviving a vacation with, with a family. And it was amazing. It wasn't like a stressful family thing, but there's something to be said for you know, a family trip, and yeah, I don't know. That's why they make rom coms about it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Chris is a cool dude. Nice. I gave him the podcast card. Chris, if you hear this, hit us up. What's It'd up, be cool Chris? To know you're listening. Yeah, I'm gonna he come over there and swim with dolphins with you. Boom. So uh, did yes. I have so many questions? Did yeah. you swim with dolphins? No, I swim with turtles though. Oh, that's even cooler. But not like not not under the guise of a program. I swam with turtles in the ocean. Cool. Just found some turtles. Yeah, it was pretty tight. Were they the giant sea turtles? Yeah, they were big. The ones that are like as big as you. Yeah, the ones that, like, if you touch them, you get fined. Yeah, you're not supposed to even be within... You're right. Yeah. So I went out snorkeling for a minute there, and I saw one just, just chomping on some some whatever they eat, like little, like you know, sea ocean things. grass. Yeah, and I just swam with him for, like, 10 minutes, and he was chill with me, and I was chill with him, and I reached out to touch him, and I went, nope, I respect your distance. Mm-hmm. Boom. And we were we were good. I like it. That was fun. That's that's a good tourist right there. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, you know, yeah. Put some respect on that turtle. Yeah. So it was a good trip, man. Did he have a name? Did he yeah. tell you what his name was? His name was Prometheus the Third. Okay, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. He's highly evolved. Yes, <laughs> he was doing algebra under the ocean. He was uh, in the ocean. That's actually kind of a combination of my hot and bothered. Was Hawaii was part of my hot, the sickness, and my phone was kind of my bothered. Yeah, I do have one more topical, but I think you should speak for a minute here. No, I want to hear more about Hawaii. It's not Hawaii. Oh, I'm gonna. Well, I still want to hear more about Hawaii. Oh, okay. Did you, what are other highlights, man? What'd you do? So we did a bunch, man. There's there's where we were staying in, in Hanalei Bay. Apparently at night, there's these... This is one of the nights got real drunk. Okay. At about 1 a.m., me and, and Gianna, everybody had gone to bed. But Gianna's sister and I, we ran and we went to swim because we were staying like a block from the ocean. Mm-hmm. And 
right when we were going in from the water, I was doing like a breaststroke and I looked at the water and it was sparkling. And I thought, man, I am drunk. Mm-hmm. But then I brought it up to her, Carrie Ann, and I said, hey, this water's really sparkly, huh? And she's like, yeah, I wonder if it's a star's reflection. And then we looked even further. Turns out it's this stuff. They were like bioluminescent plankton. What? Like some Avatar movie kind of stuff. What? So like you'd swoosh in the water and they would just like glow. And it got to the point where I like splashed the water on me. And because I'm a hairy chested fella. You were just glitter. They, yeah, they would just glow on me and then they'd fade out. Real cool. That's one of the coolest things in nature I have seen. Yeah, and you, I feel like I should have heard about that. Yeah. That's well, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. It's a thing. Yeah. So there's glowing sand, glowing plankton, plankton. Yeah, basically like sand because they were in know. the sand. They were in. Yeah, they were like floating up to wow. the water, and when you disturb them, they just. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. It's amazing how much stuff's in the ocean that lights up. Mm-hmm. You don't think about Mm-mm. it, then you get down there. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Any other crazy highlights? Oh man, I mean, I could talk for the entire podcast about it. Well, but... You've got like five minutes. I've um, never been to Hawaii. I would love to. You've go. never been? No. Oh, it's a good time, dude. Yeah. Did you try any like Kona coffee? Like, I did I've... try some Kona coffee. I've had that before, though. Yeah. Uh, it's not my thing. Is it better there? Um, it was a little bit fresher. Yeah. yeah. But still, you know what is under maybe not underrated, but I just didn't know is the shave ice in Hawaii. Really? Very good. How is they do it different? Yes. Like off a block with the machete. I don't really understand how they do it. Yeah. But it's it's lighter. It's fluffier. The syrup tastes better. Right. They often put like a coconut cream on top. Ooh. To, it's they call it a snow cap. Oh. Very good stuff. Oh. Also, in case anybody's wondering if I misspoke, no, I said shave ice. There's no D at the end of shave. Really? Shave ice. That's what it's called. I feel like somebody told you They'll that. You'll get punched. No, every sign just says shave ice, and nobody, yeah, they don't like it when you say it the other way. All right. So that was good. I've always heard that Hawaiian people are very nice. Yeah. I mean, we're in a, yeah, we were in a pretty small area. Yeah. So it was pretty local feeling. That's cool. It didn't feel super touristy. So I think that helped because I feel like in a lot of tourist heavy areas, Especially larger cities, it, people can be a little bit not friendly. Yeah, you get jaded. Yeah, too totally. too many mainlanders at any one point. Yep, I could see that. That's cool though. Any good food? Yeah. So obviously the big the big pole is like seafood. Yeah, which I don't eat. Yeah. So that was true. I did try some ahi. Okay. Some raw ahi poke, mm. um, which was not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If you don't like seafood, but I could tell it was fresher than what I'd had before. I we went to a luau one night and I also don't eat pork so that's oh, tough because they do the pig and they the, do pig and, and fish in Hawaii yeah so I did have some really killer chicken when I was there nice I tried um, what's it called it's made from the taro root and I can't think of it, it it's is it's like a green jelly that they turn it into poi it is poi yeah so I tried poi for the, that's also not great it's just weird right it's very weird yeah um very gelatinous yeah so. No, I mean, like, pretty pretty decent. All the food that I had was really good. If you like seafood and pork, I bet you'd be in hog heaven. Sure, yeah. They get down with spam as much as the stereotypes seem to. Not not that I noticed. There were a ton of chickens on this island. I guess in 1992, there was this big storm that hit Kauai, and, um, like, chickens just, just, maybe this is wrong, but I think I'm right. Did like a they chicken just, just they're everywhere. A chicken boat capsized or something. Uh, yeah, like they just started mating and now there's chickens everywhere. Crazy. Just you, wild chickens. Yes. You can't look around without seeing a chicken. Wow. That it's that good. People just like pick them up and eat them? No, they're just part of the thing. That's they're crazy. Just, you know? Yeah. That and like wild boar are I've heard that's a big problem over mm-hmm. there on Kauai. Yeah. yeah. So like they bring people in to like hunt them and stuff because mm-hmm. there's just so many of them. Yes. And they'll ruin like crops and stuff too. Yep. yep. It's uh they get they yes. Exactly what you just said. <laughs> we also toured a sugarcane plantation, an old sugarcane cool. plantation. Floated kind of like the flumes in paradise, but 
instead of a logging flume, it was water distribution. So you'd float yeah. through like mountains and stuff. That was pretty fun too. Oh, that's cool. Like uh, like mountainous irrigation to like pretty much get water mm-hmm. out to all the cane. Yeah, sugarcane is a very thirsty plant. It's very expensive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to to grow. But Kauai is the the center of the island. I think is the rainiest place on earth. Whoa. There's a volcano there that channels all the trade winds into this little this little valley. Wow. And that's why they started growing sugarcane there is because it takes so much water. And it's they the only just place got to be it. profitable. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Also, uh, maybe you don't know this, Tropic Thunder was filmed on Kauai. So was Jurassic Park. Boom. Uh, so was a film about that girl who surfed that got her leg bit off by a shark. Oh, yeah. The, or her arm. I can't remember. Yeah, the arm. Her arm. Yeah. Uh, and a few others. So that's fun to know. Um, like the backdrop for Jurassic Park was beautiful. Yes. Like just those scenes when they're flying in on the chopper. Mm-hmm. Just rewatched Jurassic Park the other day. Nice. And put it yeah. on Netflix. It was very obvious when you got there too. It was like, this looks familiar. And then somebody's like, they filmed Jurassic Park. It's like, oh yeah, of course they did. So exactly like Jurassic Park. That's crazy. Yeah. I like it. Beautiful area. Nice. Very grateful to Gianna's family for taking me along. Totally. Tell so them that to was, take me next time. I will. I'll Do you want another right chubby now. son? I'm available. <laughs> yep. Uh, so what's what's enough about me, man? That's that's more than enough. That was a good rundown of the yeah. trip. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to since I've seen you last? Well, I took a four day weekend last weekend um, to not celebrate my birthday, and it was dope. Nice. Yeah, I I very much so didn't want to do anything, mm-hmm. and successfully accomplished that. Love it. Yeah, didn't leave the house. Played Diablo three for like seven hours on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Got Thai food takeout. Uh, yeah, it was it that's was glorious. A good day. Yeah. yeah. Didn't do a lot. I uh, did, did some day drinking that Friday. Mm-hmm. Tell, and, uh, tell our listeners how old you are. <clears throat> 31. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I had to, kept forgetting. Sure. I thought I was 32 this year for some reason. That's all right. You could be, you could, at some point, it's not going to matter. You'll be like, I early think it's 30s. Already that point. Early 40s. Like, I don't, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't want to go do a big birthday dinner thing. I'm just not that guy. Sure. It's, I'm, and I think birthday celebrations for, are like for women and children. Like, I think it's kind of weird if you're, like, a 35-year-old dude that's like, come to my birthday party. Mm, I disagree. That said, I'm also not that kind of person, but I could see how that would be really fun. You know, maybe one year I will be. What? That guy. Maybe I will throw, maybe I'll throw, like, a sweet 30-year-old party. (laughs) Like, just really, really go go to town. Yeah, get, like, a couple pinatas. Yeah, or, like, maybe a blow-up slide, those giant slides where up, like, a bounce house. It'd be fun. You could jump off the roof. Yeah. Totally. Because of Michael awareness. Scott. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I just did not. So yeah. and then Saturday, Sunday was really fun. We went floating. Went out on the Sacramento River, got some sunshine. You put on sunscreen this time. You did. You look not burned. Got heat stroke Sunday night. Saturday night uh, though. You were dehydrated. Very. Yeah. We we drank Friday night yeah. and then woke up, had a bunch of coffee, and then switched right to beer. You can't do that. Left for tubing when it was hundred and four with no water because mm, smart. Because the river's made of water. That's you know, that's, scoop it that's out of there. That's my logic. Like, yeah. I'm going to be in water. Yeah. You know, they have those crazy um, Filter straws. emergency straws like mm-hmm. at Walmart now. Oh, cool. Like, they're not a thing that's, like, expensive anymore. They're, right. like, 15 bucks at Walmart. That's, did you get one? No, I want to. Damn it, man. <laughs> no, I'm going to buy one for everybody. Yeah. You can just put it in a mud puddle. That sounds gross. I know I'm sure it works, but it can't be as good. Can it? Maybe it's good. I don't know. I think the water still might taste funny mm-hmm. like but it's not gonna kill you yeah like oh this still tastes like river water but it's not full of bacteria Yeesh. but yeah so if you've ever had heat stroke that's a fun time mm-hmm. you can't stop shaking yeah yeah i was like five minutes away from telling shalina to take me to the er you probably have hot snakes too yeah and yeah. like it was just 
puking my guts out too. Yep. It was crazy. It was yep. just like gnarly sick, like mm-hmm. out of nowhere. That's the worst. Like I felt fine and then I got drowsy and then I got the chills and then I went to take a shower and couldn't stop shaking. Mm-hmm. It was gnarly. Did you get a Pedialyte? A uh, bunch of Pedialyte. Yeah. I drank like four Pedialytes that weekend. That's a lot. And then I rallied and we went tubing again Sunday. There you go. Shouldn't have gone. Defeat the river. Should not if have If you didn't gone. go Sunday, the river would have won. Yeah, exactly. Fair. You know, I can't let the river dominate me. No. So. That was my weekend. Good. It was way less productive, but happy thirty one year. Thanks, man. It was it was chill. Yeah, it was chill. Didn't answer any phone calls that day. That's great. See, yeah, it's fun. We both didn't have a phone for a minute. Yeah, I was I was um, like you know how people have like sympathy, like people gain sympathy weight when their wives are pregnant. I was having sympathy. No phone for you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you're sort of just solidarity. I was like, yeah, no, no phone for me either. Also, yeah, no airplane (laughs) mode. If Max can't have it, neither can I. Yeah. Anything? What now? Do I need to do a hot? How does this work? Yeah, let's let's do a quick. This is my we, first time here. We both had a movie thing, right? Yeah. Let's do a movie thing real quick because I have one I wanted to kind of tie into this. Totally. Uh, you should follow me on Twitter if you don't. At Johnny Manitoba, mm-hmm. spelled just like the city in Canada. Not from Canada. Don't ask. Right. Don't ask questions. <laughs> Um, every Monday, me and my wife do a horror movie, and usually I review it and throw it up on Twitter and stuff. So check that out. Uh, horror Mondays in the Summer's yeah. Household. And this week we watched Train to Bassain. Bassain? I think it's Bassain. That's how they, it's all hard right. to say how that's how they pronounced it. It was a Korean film. Okay. It was all subtitles. Uh, it was a Korean zombie film set on a train. Cool. Fascinating movie. It had some amazing special effects. It was definitely not a cheesy zombie movie. Uh, it was actually some really compelling acting, too. Probably one of the most surprising horror movies that I've watched in the last few years. Are you are you counting Get Out? Uh, I don't know if I... Well... Because that was a surprising horror movie. Yeah. I, I just don't talk... That seems more of suspense, but I guess it, mm. it would be horror. I think Definitely it, like horror suspense. I think it's like if you're black... That's a horror movie, right? You're like, oh, it's it's a little creepy, I guess. Yeah, it was disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I no, I, yeah, I think that's a horror movie for sure. Yeah, it would be up there with that, like that, Hereditary. Yeah, this one. Um, yeah, this one's definitely up there as far as just straight zombie horror slasher. You know mm-hmm. that style of movie that's just pure zombie is really good. I was definitely surprised and some really great actors that I've never seen because they're probably they're probably big in like Korean right. cinema, but I right. wasn't familiar at all. So. That's my hot for the cool. week. Cool. And what's it called again, you think? Train to B-U-S-A-N. Busan. I think it's Busan. Busan, yeah. I think they said like Busan, but it was hard to say it here because right. they talk very fast and it was all like. Right. So. Where can uh, where can people watch it? This was on Netflix. Cool. Yeah. Great. And it's actually on a bunch of lists right now as one of the top 10 horror flicks on Netflix. So Great. check that out. Well, speaking of train movies. Really? Uh, I rewatched a film that came out in, I think, 2013. It is called Snowpiercer. It was directed by Bong Joon-ho, the same uh, writer-director of Okja, which is another film that I really like. It stars Chris Evans, and it's this, this movie about... Um, That's Captain America. Correct. Like The world has kind of gone into an, uh, a man-made ice age. Global warming was getting crazy, so they tried to disperse these chemicals to cool it off, but it froze everybody. And there's a few thousand people that ended up on this one train that goes around the world nonstop. Uh, and the train has divided, or was divided at its origin, into sort of a class system where the tail end is... Very, very poor people with barely enough food and no beds in the front is the opposite, basically. Whoa. Um, so it's what this a really, crazy premise for yeah, a movie. It's this really interesting commentary on social class systems and sort of a, a dystopian future where, uh, you know, it's all kind of... It, it's sort of just a big allegory for what the world is. And it's very interesting to watch and visually stunning and very inventive, I think. 
So I'd seen it once before, but watching it the same day that I watched our film this week, Sorry to Bother You, uh, which was also a very unique movie, it, it overloaded my brain with really artsy, cool stuff. So if you haven't seen Snowpiercer, I rented it from All the Best Video here in Chico. I'm sure it's available somewhere else. I'm pretty sure it's streaming, too. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. Uh, it's, I've been on my list for a while, so I will definitely be checking yeah, that check out. Yeah, check it out. So those are, those are movie recommendations from us as well. Can check I say stuff out. one more thing that's yeah. got me hot? So just since we're talking about movies, I've been using Letterboxd uh, a lot more. You should definitely check out that app. It's a really fun app to mess around with. Isn't you it can the best? Catalog movies that you've watched and rate them. And it's like social networking, but just for movies yeah. with your friends. Uh, and there's lists on there that yes. are sources of just amazing recommendations. I've been really living off of some of these lists. Um, one in particular, I can't remember the user that that compiled the list, but it's it's a complete list of every A24 film. Ooh, nice. And there's some really fascinating ones that I really am looking forward to getting into. And a lot of them, one thing that's like really awesome about that app is uh, on any movie, you can just click and it will tell you what services it's streaming on, which is oh, like that's neat. the dopest feature ever. You're like, oh, I want to watch these three movies, but this is the only one I can stream without leaving the couch. Right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. If so. you're uh, if you are on Letterboxd, you want to know what that is. It's by uh, the username is Alex Carr, A L E X K A R. The list is called A24 Films Ranked, I believe. If that's the one you're referring to, mm, I think one of the one I was looking at was like all A24 movies. Okay. And there was a really fun list too that was movies that should be A24, like seem like A24. Totally. I was like, yep. yeah. If you uh, if you guys don't know what A24 is, it's a it's a it's a distribution company. They've done films like Moonlight. Uh, let's see what else is on this list. Ghost uh, Story. Ghost Story obviously is one that we really like. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, I just watched kind of recently. The Tom Hardy film from a couple years ago, Locke. There's mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of movies they've done that are that are very good. Very interesting. A little bit more arts driven. Oh, they did the Lobster too. The great, Lobster. Great movie. Uh, yeah, they did American Honey too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So just tons of good stuff. Yeah, like really indie oh, kind of movies. Obviously, Hearts Beat Loud. Mm. Didn't they do that? I don't think so. I thought they did. Yeah, I've got it written down. Somewhere. I'm like 99.9% sure. All right. Well, then maybe, yeah. We'll double sure. check on the break. Doesn't matter. Speaking of breaks, should we? Should we? Yeah. So, real quick, again, we're coming back with Sorry to Bother You. No spoilers yet. So, stick around for that. We'll be right back. Yeah. The handlebar in Chico makes delicious food and pour delicious beers into glasses, which you then drink. Yeah, they do. Into your face. You should check them out. They sponsor this show, so we love them. But we yeah. loved them before that, sure. too. Every single day of the week, they've got an amazing happy hour deal. From 2 to 6 p.m., you get $1 off any draft beer. It is an insane deal, you guys. Seven days a week, dollar off all their draft beers from 2 to 6. Those are prime drinking hours and eating hours. That's lunchtime. That's early dinner. It's whatever you want it to be. They're on East 20th Street at 2070 East 20th. Go check them out. They're a great local business. Go support them. Handlebar Chico. <laughs>
So let's talk about that. This is a trailer that was part of a trailer, at least, for this new fun film. By new, I mean July 6th. So if you're listening to this episode when it's current, it's a couple weeks old. It's called Sorry to Bother You. Johnny, what's the synopsis of this movie? Yeah, this just landed on our the theater. S- yeah, right. Not that long ago. Mm-mm. And as soon as it came out, I jumped all over it and went to see it. So this movie, in a nutshell... In an alternate reality of present-day Oakland, California, telemarketer Cassius Green finds himself in a macabre universe after he discovers a magical key that leads to material glory. As Green's career begins to take off, his friends and co-workers organize a protest against corporate oppression. Right. This is written and directed by first-time film director Boots Riley. It, like we said, came out everywhere July 6th, but it's only been in Chico for, what do you think, maybe a week? It came in this week. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it runs an hour 45. It's rated R for several things that I will tell you now. Pervasive language, some strong sexual content, graphic nudity, and drug use, and mind effery, yeah. which I'm adding myself. Yeah. This stars Lakeith Stanfield as Cassius Cash Green, Tessa Thompson as Detroit, Jermaine Fowler as Cash's friend Salvador, Stephen Yeun as Squeeze, Amari Hardwick as Mr. Bleep. I'm going to say Mr. Bleep because mm-hmm. they never tell you his name. He's yeah. just always as bleeped. And Army Hammer as the CEO of a company. Named Steve Lift. This movie has, as of the 19th, made $7.4 million off of a budget that I was not made aware of. All right. So very indie film, kind of making the run around some theaters. Yeah, it was it was an interesting ride, man. I didn't really know what I was getting into. Nor did I. This movie. Yeah, and it's safe to say you get into a lot. So much. This is, uh, there's, this is uh, a, a unique film. Oh, yeah. But, again, no spoilers yet to all of you maybe wondering... What it's about. We're going to try to cover some of this yeah. without really giving anything away. I think it's safe to say that there's there's a distinct change in feeling at a point in this movie where it goes from uh, realistic to maybe more, I'm going to say, sci-fi-ish. Almost. A, a dystopian yeah. type of, of, of thing. Yeah, this movie's a real kind of commentary on society as a whole with uh, notes on everything from racial inequality, welfare, uh Capitalism. Wealth inequality, sure. you know, classism, uh, all different things in life that are very real and very present in the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of um, almost not not parody, definitely satire. Satire for sure. Deep, deep satire. Uh, and just a really interesting take and narration on a lot of current problems that face the United States and the world. And it was done in a way that was... Very artistic. Like, this whole movie felt like just a moving performance art piece. Sure. Just, like, on a cartwheel. Like, it mm-hmm. just kept going, man. This movie was crazy. Yeah, it doesn't seem too far. Like, the name that comes to mind when I think of editing, I'm going to bring that up pretty early on here, but, like, an Edgar Wright film. Yeah. Where, uh, so, Boots Riley, the director of this, has a background in music, and he's got bands, and he's done music videos, so it, you can tell that a lot of the editing in this film plays too sometimes musical beats and has that kind of cadence to it where it's all flowing but also outside of that it's just the editing in general is very fast paced and 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 very fluid i think a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and it's something that grabs your eyes pretty pretty obviously oh yeah um but i like what you're saying about all the different themes like you heard in the trailer uh danny glover makes a cameo and he says to to cash while he's kind of starting out in this telemarketing business like yeah, I mean, you're not getting any sales. You got to use your white voice. Yeah, uh, and there's some pretty funny overdubs that happen in this movie from David Cross, Patton mm-hmm. Oswalt. Um, I cracked up the first time I heard so Patton Oswalt, right? And it's so obvious that because I think the overdubbing is just off enough. Yeah, where you can tell as an average audience member, it's like this isn't real. They're not oh, yeah. actually making this crazy voice. 
Um, yeah, it was super obvious that it was yeah. those guys. But yeah, it was it was just such an interesting take on all those things, you know. And there's a really famous meme that maybe a lot of people hadn't seen, but like that whole use your white voice thing is like such a real thing mm-hmm. that maybe a lot of white people have never heard before. No. Yeah. But there's this meme and it's this uh, young black lady on the phone, like in a telemarketing office. Right. And the meme just is just, you know, anything's possible if you sound white on the yep. phone. No, and I love, I mean, it's, it's, this is what makes dark satire really funny, but also tragic is like Danny Glover explains it. And it's just, no, you don't just got to be nasal. Like you got to, you got it. You've never been fired. You've been laid off. You don't have to worry about anything. They're like, you don't even need to sound like a white person. You need to sound like what a white person thinks they want to sound like. Yeah. And it's just so, uh, it so was poignant. So spot on, too. Yeah. Like nail on the head, just stereotypical white person. <laughs> yeah. I think there's elements of this, too, especially in the world that it builds that remind me a lot of Black Mirror in a lot of mm. ways, especially particular episodes. There's one with Daniel Kaluuya, actually. It's the one where uh, I can't think of what it's called, but they're all on bikes pedaling mm. oh Have yeah, you seen yeah. This yet? yeah yeah okay and they're trying to basically build up credits to either keep biking forever or go yeah. on these talk shows that kind of exploit people and it's like a live-in work facility yeah basically yeah. and that's i mean there's elements of that throughout this film oh what, definitely. what is the what's the working facility oh, called it's here like free mind yeah, it's like it's called worry free worry free that's free, what right? it is and and that's something that's presented early on and, and you understand that army hammer's character steve lift is the ceo of this worry free thing where we get a pretty clear vibe early on that it exploits people. They have lifetime contracts and they live in the place where they work and work 14 hour days. But yeah, but there's this interesting kind of dichotomy with that whole idea because for so many people, like minimum wage jobs are impossible to survive on. Right. So, like, there's this very real portion of the, the society that might consider that like the best thing ever. Like, they wouldn't have to worry anymore. Right. I can't remember which character it was, I th- but somebody mentions, and I think it's something like, it's like we used to say, three hots on a cot, right? Like, that's Terry Crews. That's oh, uh, that's right. Cash's uncle, uncle that he was living with. Cash lives in his uncle's garage. Right. Uncle portrayed by Terry Crews. So he compares it to to sort of, you know, being poor, or you can go to jail, but you get all your necessities. Yeah. Met. So you have a roof over your head and three meals. Basically, and, and that's what this is kind of an allegory to, I think. Yeah, and for people that live close to the poverty line, you're just trying to survive, like a lifetime contract where you don't ever have to worry about having somewhere to live or a job or mm. food, like. That at a certain point, when desperation comes into play, like that would become a viable option. And looking at it from the outside of someone that's like comfortable financially, you'd be like, that's why would anyone ever do that? You know, but then there's that whole perspective of like, you don't know if you're going to be able to retire or, you know, so that was a really interesting thing that actually sparked some interesting conversation after this movie. Yeah. About like, well, is that immoral? Because they're signing, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you sign up for lifetime, you know. I mean, I think it's the same kind of situation of, you know, how it's illegal or it won't hold, won't hold up in court to get a confession under duress. Like if you're torturing yeah. somebody, and I think it's kind of a similar thing. Like you're you have no choice basically. Yeah. You're gonna die, mm-hmm. or you're gonna take this horrible contract that. And, and there's this argument that is made by by the media and and Steve Lift, and it's like, no, we're not exploiting people. We don't do lifetime contracts. It's a very nice way to live. There's even like an MTV show that's like Cribs, yeah. but, but it's come look at my yeah. work free, whatever it's called. It's for, very similar to a large yeah. prison cell. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, but fascinating movie overall. Yeah. I mean, the plot, it's really hard to get into without spoiling a lot. Yeah. I mean, the the general plot is, is Cash takes a job at a telemarketing agency. He's got a girlfriend that's very performance art tessa thompson's killing it these days oh, she's, by the way. she's in so many things what else has she been in well, refresh the audience recently she was she played valkyrie in thor ragnarok 
Um, I might actually just pull it up real quick because um, I even saw like two movies, trailers for movies coming into this one that she was going to be in. And she's nice. just like blowing up. And I think she's great. I think she's great in this. She's Oh, she was in Westworld too? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, yeah so she's yeah. been killing the game. She's a great actress, but she... She portrays this like performance artist slash artist, you know, in several different mediums, kind of on the more radical, rebellious side. Mm-hmm. There's these two sides in this story that are always going back and forth. It's kind of this large corporate structure with these work facilities, and then there's this group called Left Eye. The Left Eye. Yeah. The Left Eyes, and they're kind of the, you know, Antifa type mm. characters that are protesting against this this large corporation that appears to be kind of selling human slavery yeah like by choice so it's it's this interesting duality in this yeah. world and cash is kind of caught in between both of those right i'm glad you said the human slavery thing because that is kind of what what it's what work free is i hope we're i hope we haven't mixed that up i hope it is work free but whatever it is i thought it was worry free mm. what whichever one of those yeah um because it is kind of branded as basically it's slavery 2.0 yeah and obviously, this is a very black cast film. So, so the idea of slavery coming in, and the idea that maybe Cash's character would support slavery, like he starts kind of low on the totem pole in this telemarketing thing, and then he decides or learns a tip to use his white voice and works his way up, essentially leaving his fellow telemarketers behind while and, they're protesting. Correct, and then sort of moves in. And there's a there's a talk that he has with uh, with his with his guys on the way up to up to the higher floors one day, and he says something like. They're like you could help us out. You you've gotten to a point of power. You could do you almost almost like they're saying you have a responsibility to help us. And he's like, look, you continue doing what you're doing. I'll root for you. Just and it's like I couldn't like every time he said something, it was like thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers. Like you can't it's not gonna do anything. Yep, exactly. Like if, you, if you're in a position of power and you can help people that you were, you you almost have an obligation to. You know? Yeah, but then at the same point in that time in the movie, like he's more successful than he's ever been, right. and he doesn't want to screw that up. Right, because it was made pretty clear that like he's really below the poverty line yeah. in the movie. Like yeah. he goes to the gas station, forty on two, and he throws down forty cents. Yeah, that was that, that was, was like again funny and also like funny. heartbreaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was a lot of cringe, but not in not in like a funny like Michael Scott cringe. It was more just like, just oof, like ugh, the social the world. Ac- and like the world global social accuracy of the commentary. Yeah. Was yeah. just like poignant and stinging. Mm-hmm. Like there's, we'll go into it in the danger zone. But there's one scene at a party that is just so. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this movie's just, it struck me as important. You know, as soon as yeah. it ended, I was just like, wow, that was a really important thing for people to see. I think some people in the theater, even that I was in, got like visibly uncomfortable mm. during this movie, and maybe this movie would open your eyes to points of view that you've never looked through. Right. You know, maybe this will give you a new lens or consider things that you've never considered. Yeah, I also think it's an important movie. I think for for two reasons I think this movie is good. Um, is the, One, the message is important. I think maybe some of the, the symbolism is a little heavy-handed, but I think it works because it's kind of comedic. Yeah. Um, so I think that is good, but in the the way that it's told is also very intriguing to watch. Yeah. It's an important message and done creatively. And it wasn't done in a way that was so overbearingly serious. No. I was trying to describe it to Shalina because she didn't go with me, just the feel of this movie. Because I was telling her about it, and I'm like, the way I'm describing it, it sounds super serious. Mm -hmm. But I was like, imagine like somewhere between like Get Out meets Boys in the Hood meets The Fifth Element. Totally. It had that really bright colors, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, even with uh, Tessa Thompson's hair, it reminded oh, me yeah. of, of Lilu from The Fifth Element. She, the, the innocent yeah, one sure. was bright orange hair, 
you know, but it, it had that weird vibe where that was just kind of silly, but also accurate and serious. Yeah. You know, and then like Get Out, same thing. It had like that later in the movie, the third act of this movie had some things that were definitely like almost homages to Get Out. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but um, very interesting vibe to this movie. Yeah, it, it tackled really serious way things in a way that wasn't like abrasive. Like it was on the nose, but it didn't make you completely uncomfortable. Like it did it with taste yeah. almost. I you know, see that. sure. Like I like the way that they approached the serious issues. Yeah, I mean, even the stuff like I do think that's important. I mean, as a person who tends to deal with with heavy things with laughter, mm-hmm. I think this sort of thing is great. I mean, the second he gets promoted to a quote unquote power caller, right? He gets up to the top floor and rides the elevator. Mm-hmm. And you heard in the trailer too, like the elevator kept saying things to him that are really just weird. Just like, super like you're in the peak of your sexual prime. Yeah. Like just almost kind of boosting him. It yeah. was weird. Just like massaging the ego in the right. elevator. Voiced by Rosario Dawson, by the way, the elevator was. Nice. Um I was but wondering anyways, why the voice was just insanely sexy. Right? He just goes up to the level and then he starts speaking to uh what's his name? Mr. Bleep. Oh Amari Hardwick, yeah Mr. Mr. Bleep. And he starts Speaking normal, and, he, and Hardwick is like, no, 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 white voice only up here. Yeah. Which is just also like, oh, that says so much about corporate America. And yeah. Like, just like. So you yeah. don't let people know you're black. You'd be a white person up here. Yeah. You, you sell you your weapons or act, whatever it's on. Act white. Yeah. 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 But they did that because it's such a slimy thing, and we all know that that's a real thing in yeah. this world in corporate America, but they approached it in a way that didn't make you feel slimy for watching yeah. the portrayal. Yeah. It was just a, a really, it's a nice movie to make you think. Agreed, I and it's it. and more than that, it's a fun movie to watch. That's what, like that's what I'm yeah. kind of getting at. Like the the editing is fun, and the pacing I think is done really well. Yeah. There were a couple times that I thought the movie was ending, and it didn't. Right. Um. So that was interesting. I think I think maybe I would have done things a little bit differently. Maybe tied in some of those loose ends towards a larger yeah. knot at the end. But but I still think it works. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the overall thoughts on the movie. I say we rate it. Brother. Yeah, that was really good. Any favorite scenes or anything you want to mention before we? Yeah, I mean, so there's there's a reveal that happens um, in the third act in a bathroom, mm-hmm. and that's sort of a point in the movie where you're like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think, I liked that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, Gianna and I saw it together a couple of days ago or yesterday or whatever, and about 15 minutes in, I just leaned over and I was like, this isn't a normal movie. There was something off, mm-hmm. uh, not in a bad way, but it was like, this is not it's just going to be a movie about street level Oakland. Like this is going to change. Somehow. It had a different vibe to it. The whole yeah. movie did like a suspended reality kind of thing. Yeah. There was just this underlying note of like weirdness. Like something's that, off the aura, the whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I felt the same thing, but like some of the, some of the editing stuff I really enjoy, like when he's calling those first few people where like he drops into their rooms, mm-hmm. that was a clever way to kind of put us in his shoes. Yeah. Um, not that anybody really has sympathies for sympathies, sympathy for any telemarketers, really. Like, yeah. But still, it was like, ah, oh, it could get old, right? Um, yeah. Or when when his when his income kind of changes and he has a moment with with Tessa Thompson's Detroit character, uh, his room kind of changes. I think that was kind of neat. Her name was Detroit. Her name was Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of fun stuff like that. What about you? Uh, I think overall, I really loved just the the aesthetic of this film. It was just so remarkably cool to look at. Yeah, uh, and also just the way it it handled all of the the important issues. I touched on it quite a bit earlier. I just loved the way it was done. I think it was tasteful and enlightening and thought provoking and entertaining, and it had just enough of everything and not too much of any of those things. I really like that. Sure. Um, the soundtrack was really cool too. I, oh yeah, the soundtrack and the score was yeah. so weird, and it was just it was, it was super it weird. Was so weird. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, that was probably my favorite like 
it really added to the whole feel of the movie. Yeah, I can't quite. I was thinking about words to describe it, but it's just weird. Like ethereal. In ethereal some is great. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, like just weird ambiance in the whole time. It's just yeah. Like, like weird angelic choir voices and little. I don't know. It was a trip. Like it set moods that you weren't prepared for. Yeah. I was just, like, yeah. Like this movie made me feel weird. Yeah. Like in the theater, I've had this weird array of emotions. And that's how you know it's a good movie. And they're doing something right where you're then, like, yeah. this is eliciting an emotional response from me. And I don't know what I'm feeling exactly right now. Yeah. I think that's what a good score does. It, yeah. it, it puts feelings in you to go along with what you're seeing. And you, you're maybe not even conscious of it at the yeah. time, mm-hmm. but it does work on you. Yeah. So, but yeah, I really, I really like the way this movie dealt with poverty and just all of it, man. It was just such a good, good movie. Yeah. Really, really good. I'm really pleasantly surprised. I actually went to see this movie on Tuesday when it came out while Max was still gone or mm-hmm. doing something. And uh, we were going to do a different movie. Yes. And he texted me and was like, hey, have you heard of this movie? I'm like, oh my God. Right. I saw it Tuesday. And we both mutually decided to do this movie. And yeah. I'm really glad we did. Same. Yeah, I'm going to highly recommend this movie to everyone. Yeah, so this is Sorry to Bother You. It should be in Chica for at least a little while longer. Um, I think it's it's down to maybe a couple show times a day. So go see it soon if you can. Uh, we both think it's well worth your time. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back, spoil some stuff from this movie after covering our second and final beer. we got to so rate please it Please wait for just a second while we rate this movie. And then we're going to do that. Thank yeah. you, my friend. I'm off my game. It's you rate it first. <laughs> yeah, this movie was tremendous. I think everyone should watch it and think deep thoughts and it's good man just watch it this movie's a nine for me nice i absolutely loved it i it took me some time after to think about it to figure out if i liked it or not too i mean i knew i liked it but it was just such a it made me feel so many weird things Mm -hmm. you know and it was just processing their take on everything yeah i had to describe the movie and talk about it a couple times to a couple different people and then i was like Wow, the more I talk about it, the more I'm liking this movie. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to happen. But yeah. Yeah, I loved it. What did you rate it? I, I'm going 8.8. Okay. It's definitely up there with me. I think some of my problems with it, keeping it from being a 9, are, are towards the end and um, the way that some of the end stuff is handled, which I'll probably be more specific on in the Danger Zone, but 8.8 is a very good rating. I also going to jump on my high uh, horse again here just for a second. And say that the movie we were going to see was Skyscraper, yep. which I was full on prepared just to watch a bad movie oh, yeah. into it. But this is great. And I think Skyscraper is probably going to make five to ten times more than this movie, which is such a bummer because we've talked about this before with Hearts Beat Loud or with Hereditary or any of these other indie films. Um, I think Hereditary was A24. Yep. I think that's what the confusion was. Gotcha. Um, anyways, it'd be great to see unique films from visionary directors that are doing new things Get get more exposure and you know be more appreciated than I think they probably are yep. by most people. So if you take our advice at all, please go see this. Maybe drag a friend with you. I think it's worth your time. So does Johnny. I agree. Am I missing anything, or can we go to a break? Uh, no, we need to talk about all of the the racism in this movie too, <laughs> like all of the underlying yeah. racism. Yeah. Like just oh, there was that scene. Sorry, I'm gonna say one thing before sure. we go yeah, to break because yeah, it's not spoilery. But the CEO guy played by Army Hammer. Um, at one point they're at a party and he's meeting cash Oh, dude! and he's just talking about how he's like really impressed with how he's been working. And he's like, looks him dead in the eye. And he's like, you're just like a, a resourceful raccoon. Oh yeah. And I was just like, 
Ugh. I, I think he said a cunning raccoon. A cunning raccoon. Even like a little bit slangier yeah, which of a term. Everyone knows like coon is just yeah. a very derogatory term for a black person. Yeah. So I was like, you really? He just called him a raccoon. Oh, there's and, and then I we won't spoil what happens, but he also like a couple minutes later is in a room. He's like, hey, I think you can rap. Yeah. Rap for us. Yeah. Rap right now. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, and he's like, no, I can't rap. <laughs> yeah. I'm really good at listening. He's like, no, I think you can rap. Yeah. All right, we're getting into danger zone yeah. territory. So let's take a break real quick and we will come back. Be aware, we're going to do one more beer review and then there will be spoilers. So stick around. All right, everybody, you know the deal. You've heard these commercials before. You know that we're on Patreon.com. It's a way that you can support us if you want to. You can give us a dollar per episode, $2 per episode, $3 per episode, all the way up to 10 if you'd like. We give you cool stuff back. If you'd like to keep the show running, we super appreciate your help. Just go to Patreon.com slash Fresh Hop Cinema to find out more. Again, We'd super appreciate it. If not, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate you either way. Hey, welcome to the Danger Zone. We are back. We're going to cover Danger a beer. Zone. <laughs> We're going to cover a uh, spoiler spoiler version of Sorry to Bother You. Uh, for usual, for usual housekeeping stuff, we like to say at this point, if you usually listen with your kids or you're a new listener and you have kids, now's a great time to either get rid of your kids or stop listening until they're gone. <laughs> just get rid uh, of just your get kids. get rid of them. Um, because, again, maybe your kids uh, aren't, aren't good to listen to spoilers. In this case, they're probably not. Mostly because this movie has a lot of profanity, and Johnny has a lot of profanity at this point in the yeah. show. And since I'm going to be referencing a lot of the stuff in the movie, I'm going to have a lot of profanity, because that's the deal here. So welcome to the Danger Zone. You've been warned. Before we get back to the movie, let's talk about this beer that Johnny's pouring into my glass right now. What's Let it called, man? us do this. This is a beer, and this beer is from a brewing company called Lagunitas. Indeed. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. but I have. They're pretty cool. They're all right, guys. This beer is called Super Cluster. Which sounds like a very yes. like a large group of grapes or something. Yeah. This is a citra hopped mega ale of intergalactic proportions, or a big group of hops. That's probably there what it's about, go. right? Yeah. Supercluster hops, probably. This out of this world ale is a galactic blast from the grass, glass, <laughs> whatever. A citrus supernova in the sky, jettisoning lupulin lusciousness through the cosmos and across the universe of your palate. Enter its bitter orbit. And we'll all float on, okay? That's a modest mouse reference. It's either that or it's an it reference. No, we'll float too. Well, I don't know. They You're right. I know it's modest float mouse. Float on, man. Um, eight percent ale. Is yeah, what we're dealing with it's sixty IBUs. Yeah, and this is a double citra hopped ale. Yeah, if you're looking for this, maybe outside of July. To September of 2018, you're not going to find it because this, this is seasonal. Seasonal. It is pretty rare. It's available in 12 packs around places or on draft if you can find it at Whoa. maybe a place like like a Burgers and Brew sort of place or a place like the Handlebar sort of place. Places with lots of taps that specialize in craft beer. That's yeah. where you're going to find this. Yeah. Not at your not at your grandpa's dive bar. I don't know. Not at the Elks Lodge. Right. Maybe it'll be there. I don't know. Maybe the Elks are getting woke. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So. Johnny, super cluster. What do you think of it initially on your taste? I dipped my nose in it accidentally, so you should Oh, talk. did you? Yeah, it was a, you, I tried to smell it. Did you nose. literally wet your beak? I did, yes. So I'm going to drink it while it you speak. Spe- it, spells, it spells ginormous, which is remarkable because beers shouldn't be able to spell things. Mm-mm. But it smells remarkable. It's a gigantic beer. And let's taste it. Oh, man, that's actually, um, yeah, that's it's not quite as big as I was expecting based on the way it spelled, so... Wow, that's um, super smooth. Yeah. That's really good. That's an easy drinker. That's, Holy crap. That is straight up citra and lupulin. That's so good. I love me a good lupulin hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, 
Like, like, give me a bowl of fruity lupulins yeah. for breakfast, and I'm good. There's lupulin in every hop. Is that true? Yeah, the lupulin is the pollen-like powder Dang that it. it was within a hop, and you actually like, shake them out oh. or put them through a yeah. special machine, and it extracts the dust. It's basically uh, lupulin dust is to hops what like keef is to weed. Gotcha. Another thing I don't really know much about. Yeah, it's fine. Like as pollen is to flowers. Exactly. Sure. It's just the pollen of these plants. Is there not a lupulin hop? Uh, no. Because I could Lup- a lupulin is a part of a hop. Dag nabbit. Yep. Okay. Well, because I my first experience with that word was lupulin river from knee deep. Uh huh. And I just assumed it was a hop. No. Well, dang it. Then it's take okay. back everything it's, I said. It's a delicious part of the hop that just adds a ton of the bitterness and and just bold bold hop flavor. Sure. They use quite a bit of it with their hop stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I so about I mean, that. and it's just it's a great thing to put in beer as an addition. This beer is scary good for an 8% beer. Yeah, I hate when that happens. I like, love it, but I hate yeah. it. You got to watch. And the fact that it sells in 12 packs, it's like, yeah. heads up. Yeah. This beer is is tremendously smooth and drinkable. Yes. Like, problematically so. Yeah. I'm looking up a little bit of about lupulin powder here. Um, and I'm not going to read it yet because I haven't really absorbed this article. But I am going to talk about it in just a minute. I think. That might be the most hop-forward single hop beer that Lagunitas has ever done. You think? That is just straight up citra, and that is so good. Like, citra beers are just tremendously good and refreshing. And, man, it does not have that Lagunitas malt profile. No, it doesn't. That's true. And I love that they've deviated from that to just let these hops shine Mm -hmm. and let this beer really just soar. Because if this was bogged down by that heavy malt body of, like, their regular IPA, this would be a completely different beer. But because it lacks that and it just has that lupulin kick Mm -hmm. and all that citra, my God, this beer is really damn good. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, that's actually kind of one of my biggest qualms about a lot of Lagunitas beers is that they all have... And I get that some people think I'm a hypocrite because I don't feel that way about Sierra Nevada, but a lot of people are like, all Sierra Nevada beers taste like Sierra Nevada beers. Maybe I'm just blind to it, but but Lagunitas for sure, it's like, that's yeah. I get it. That's a Lagunitas beer. Well, and that 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 characteristic has a tendency to have a lot of their beer, beers feeling heavy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, and they definitely have heavy mouthfeel, heavy in your gut. This beer, dude, this might be one of my favorite things they've ever done. Like this it's and very good. the 12th and Never. And the- How about Waldo? I love Waldo. I love Waldo. You know they had her on. Here's a here's a spoiler. Today is Friday for us. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Thursday, uh, the nineteenth, I went to Woodstock's Woodstock Pizza in Chico. Yeah, they had uh, Waldo's specialty ale, special ale. Yeah, whatever on draft. What? And I think they do it in pitchers. Also, if you go Monday through Friday between I want to say four and six, it's half off pitchers. They still have that on draft. I don't know. Maybe is it is it old? That came out in April. Oh yeah, you don't. It's like not a new batch or anything. No. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Still get you there. It's probably good. Yeah, it's that's a hard beer to spoil. Yeah, the, it's like eleven. But can you 2%. imagine trying to tackle a pitcher of that? I almost did. <gasps> uh, I'd been out like it's a Gian and I went there to grab dinner. We just got back into town. We were jet lagged from the yeah. three hour difference, and we took like, took a red eye the night before, so we didn't sleep. Yeah, so pizza uh, and beer. Yeah, took a, took a nap at home, and then went out to get dinner, and it was like we had to wait for our pizza to be made. So I was like, we just got we did get a pitcher. We got Sierra Nevada, uh, hazy little thing. So and good. I was like, maybe we should get Waldo. And she was like, maybe we'll die. And I was like, hey, life's short. Maybe we'll go right back to sleep right. after we yeah. eat this here pizza. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, point is we didn't try it. But if you're into that sort of thing, you can try it there. I think it's still on yeah. tap. Nice. I love this beer. Dude, this is like one of the more pleasant surprises as far as a double IPA I've had in a while. Yeah. I'm going to read just a little bit here. 
I'm getting this off hopculture.com. This is about lupulin powder. Drop me some education. So typically hops are harvested and then pelletized, which I didn't know was a word, to preserve their character and make them easier to transport in large quantities. Lupulin powder, on the other hand, is the result of a proprietary cryogenic separation process dreamt up by Washington hop producer Yakima Chief Hop Union, which we have done uh, some talking about in the past. It says lupul LN2 is the concentrated lupulin of whole leaf hops containing resins and aromatic oils. It's designed to provide intense hop flavor and aroma, enabling brewers to dose large quantities of hops without introducing astringent flavors or vegetative cone material. Which makes sense, because this isn't really horribly bitter or astringent. It's just hoppy as hell. Yeah, and but it, the, the hops, it's all the pininess and not the, the crazy bitter. Exactly. It says, oh, it says uh, so good. Lupa LN2, which is, I think, where we get lupulin, offers twice the resin content of traditional whole leaf and hop pellet products. That's crazy. Yep. Twice? Yep. That's great, man. This is, this is a really good beer. I like this quite a bit. Yeah, me too. It's so nice. Yeah. It's so refreshing. It's crisp and clean, and it doesn't have that thick, like, leaves your mouth feeling coated. Yeah. Like a lot no, it of, doesn't. A lot of double IPAs. That's probably my number one complaint with double IPAs is they just leave your mouth feeling just coated with just yeah. goo. It's like they're, you're, you're, you're driving, you're sailing a ship into your mouth harbor and it drops an anchor right onto your palate. It just doesn't leave. And this one sails through yeah, to the, dude, to the new is, world. This is a great beer for them to release this time of year. Good work, Lagunitas. Yeah, seriously. A tip of the hat to you. Okay, it's time. We're going to rate Supercluster. Yep. You first. Eight point. Mm-hmm. Two. 8.2. I'm going to go eight flat. Okay. I have lost my pen. It's fine. Here, take my Found pen. it. Nope. Okay. Too late. We did Boom. it. Oh, we did it. <laughs> Point two for you. Yeah. A damn fine beer. Yeah. I would drink the crap out of this. Oh, yeah. I might because the 12 packs are not that much of their seasonals either. We should uh, We should, We should. should take a couple of these to an event that we might go to. We should. Yeah. I think this would be nice to share with the world. It would. Are these around here? Yeah. Have you seen them? Yeah. This is like Safeway stuff, okay, dude. Cool. They have it all over. This isn't going to be super hard to find at all. Like we said, these are available in... 12 packs uh, which most places. Which is crazy pants. An 8% beer yeah. in a 12-pack? I don't know how much it costs, but I'm guessing it's probably like 18, 19 bucks. Between 15 20. and 18, yeah. I guess. Sometimes they go on sale at certain chain stores that you can get them a better price. Be an educated consumer. Shop around. Yeah, but this is very good. Also support local when you can. Sure. Let's put it to bed. Night-night. Super cluster. By La Guintas. La you know, some people like, you know, when there's some people, they just have long words and they see like the first three letters and then it's like, well, I'm not going to try. Laguntas. I've heard, yeah, people pronounce this so many wrong ways. Yeah, I've heard like, Laguntas. I've heard, uh, yeah, Laguntas is a big one. Mm -hmm. uh, that's actually the only one I had. So thanks. I hope you feel good about yourself. I do. You're welcome. <laughs> it's it's such a pre prevalent problem that Lagunitas actually puts out shirts with it phonetically spelled oh, on the back so of them. Funny. Broken down syllabically. I wonder if anybody like. Phonetically, uh, not yeah, syllabically. Yeah. I wonder if anybody ever says like Lagunitis. Like Leonidas. Like, yeah, right. That'd be a funny that'd be a funny beer for them to make. Lagunitis? Leonidas by Lagunitis. I don't know. Lagunitis sounds like a disease you get from chopping down trees. Lagunitis? Lagunitis. I'm a career lumberjack. Or I got listening to too much Kenny Loggins. Bad case of that Lagunitis. Danger zone. <laughs> exactly. Uh okay, we're done with this beer. Too many puns. Not too enough many, puns. Too many funds, as put we my, say. Put your buns in my puns. Boom. Let's get back to let's get back to sorry to bother you. Yes. Can we just say this movie was named because of what telemarketers say? Yeah. Hey, Colin, sorry to bother you. Boom, telemarketer. Because they know they should call it dinner. Right. They, they've referenced that a couple times in the right. movie. Or breakfast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the horse creature. Thing. Okay. 
first yeah. of all, very obvious, I think. They, this is a very on-the-nose way of saying people are workhorses. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's established. Yep. Very weird when we find out what's going on. It's like even they're not CGI'd. They are kind of crappy costumes. Yeah. <laughs> with giant horse penises. Horse cock. Um, which is part of the thing. Like when he gets the deal, he's like, I'm offering you like a hundred million dollars or whatever. You should like let's let's go a step back and talk about how it led up to this deal. Okay. We haven't touched on that at all. Okay, so we mentioned that we're at the party and he's like, You can rap, right? No, you can't. Rap. I know you can rap. Rap, rap. And he's like so then they meet out in this room. Everyone's looking at him. And and he's trying to rap. He's like, My name is Cash. Just can't rhyme. Nothing. Yeah. And I feel okay quoting this verbatim because it's a quote. So I'm gonna. You don't have to indict yourself. And I think it's fine. Anyways, and I think it's mostly fine because this says so much about about how white people view black people rapping. Yeah. In a very negative way. So he can't come up with anything. And the one thing he starts to say, he goes, nigga shit. And he says it like 15 times. And then everybody's chanting it. They're going back and forth like it's a sick rap. Yeah. And he does it like rhythmically like. Yeah. Everybody's digging it. Anyway, so he gains acceptance as. All the white people just lose their shit. Yes. And it was just like. It reminded me of a bunch of sorority girls like listening to Drake. Absolutely, it does. I, like, I think that's what it's supposed to do. It was perfect. It was spot on. Anyways, the whole party that he's at. This is at at um, what's his name? Swift Army Hammer. Yeah, Steve. This, Steve Lift. He's basically like a Steve Jobs type character. Yeah, I think that's what we're going. Just but the like eccentric, a, a more racist kind of. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the party spirals. There's like an orgy thing that happens. Then they sit down in Army Hammer's office to talk about an idea. And they're doing the. Biggest lines of coke you've ever seen in your Spirals life. Spirals of cocaine. Yeah. Oh my god! Like inhuman doses. Yeah. So presumably very high. Yeah. And um, they, Army Hammer, Steve Lift decides to show Cash a video. He's like, "Here, I have a proposal for you. Watch this video." And the video is like claymation. <laughs> it's like Fraggle Rock. And, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like kind of tossing like a lot of production value went into this. So pay attention." Oh yeah. Um, and it's basically the history of man using tools. And it's funny and creepy and amazing. Yeah. Anyways, at some point, Cash is like, I got to go pee. Look, we got to pause the video. I got to pee. And he's like, go down to this room. Here's the thing. And some dudes in there being like, hey, I gotta, you got to help me, man. I made a mistake. And it's a horseman. Equest, what is it called? Equisapien. Equ- Equ- yeah. Equisapien. Thank yep. you. Anyways, the gist of it, if you haven't seen it and you don't care about spoilers, is that uh, the, the worry, work-free corporation has been turning people into horseman creatures for labor efficiency yeah. basically and oh it's voluntary people sign up for it yeah yeah anyways that's a big that's a big plot twist that happened that was so creepy it was so creepy and weird they're scary looking they have huge cacks yeah and that's and like they're they, just they're just out right so he goes all right here's the thing here's the deal 100 million dollars and that's point 1 or something like that and he goes point 2 your penis will literally be the size of a horse's. Yeah. And it's like, why? <laughs> You'll have a giant. Like, and I can't tell if he's joking. Like, is that he's? I think he's serious. Like that, you can have a giant, giant yeah. penis now. So here, here you go. This is the the business logic of a insanely coked up billionaire. I did love this part in the movie in the in the movie that Army Hammer shows him, and it's like shows one of the people about to be turned into a horse doing a line of what looks like cocaine. Yeah, but the narrator's like takes a dose of the crystal delivery serum magic sauce. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, wait, wait. wait. Did you just make that up? It's not like you just made it up right now. Did I snort that? He's like, no, you didn't snort that. Anyways, we could dwell on this for a while. We could just continue synopsizing the plot, but we shan't. Yeah, that was definitely one of the pivotal scenes in the movie, though, where it was just like, oh, shit's getting weird. Yeah, so it, it leaves the realm of normalcy and reality here yeah. for the rest of the film. Yeah. Um, 
I do think that it gets, I think it still works for the most part. There's a big riot and then the horses come into play and they fight the whatever. Yeah. What do you think about the rest of this? Anything you want to talk about as you far know, as it's just tying it together? Really important wise? Not really. Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about the very end? Yeah. So I kind of do in, yeah. in that. So, so the movie ends where they, he go, he kind of finds his center again. He, he leaves his lavish lifestyle, goes back to the garage, but it's kind of upgraded a little bit, shuts the door. There was also a scene where he's freaking out because he thought he snorted the serum. Yeah. He did not. So we think. Yeah. Then he closes the garage door. He's turning into a horse, basically. And then it cuts to black, right? Yeah. And the movie could have ended there. It did not. It comes back on with one more split screen where he breaks into... Um, Steve Swift. I think Swift. Is that right? Lift. Know. Steve Lift. Swift Lift. Yeah. Anyways, they break into his mansion and they're going to like get revenge. So what was interesting to me is that... If you don't know this about Get Out, there was an alternate ending, the original ending. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did. Originally, Jordan Peele wrote it so that when... Spoiler alert for Get Out. Spoiler alert for the alternate ending of Get Out. Right. In the original, I guess. Because in the in, in the one that... Or not the original, the theatrical version, he the cop shows up and it's his TSA friend. And he catches uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character holding a gun to... Uh, I can't think of her name. Yeah. Crazy white girl. And in the original version... It was going to be a cop that shows up, not his friend. It looks like a black guy beating up a white girl. He would be arrested, put in prison for the rest of his life. That's the alternate ending they show you. This kind of felt like that, in one except switched, right? In one sense, that we could end the movie with him turning into a horse and kind of being a metaphor for like a black man being enslaved to the system forever. Yeah. Even though he did everything right, nothing mm-hmm. he can do to get out of it. But we do get the reprieve of, no, he's going to go kick the shit out of this guy. Yeah. And I think maybe as a commentary, this would have been more effective as uh, leaving it hanging. Yeah, it could but have I been. did feel better about it. I did. I liked the way it. Ended. I was like, man, that's a that sucks. And yeah. then and then it resolves. I'm like, okay, well, it's yeah. better. Well, and and at, at a certain point in the movie too, Steve Lift mentions that there is an antidote. You know, the the serum, whatever that you right said. after five years. You yeah, to, yeah. That was part of the deal for the hundred mil. It's like after five years, we give you the antidote serum sauce stuff and then you're just back to normal right so there's a chance that he you know beat him into submission and got that right we should talk about how crazy that idea is like basically he wanted he wanted um cash to be like a mole for when the horse people ultimately rebelled well even deeper than that he wanted him to be inside and become kind of a leader godlike figure Mm. He need they needed like a religious leader or like someone to sway the culture. Oh, because okay. Lyft was saying eventually that the horse people would develop culture and society, right. maybe even develop a religion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just they would need to be controlled. So yeah. he was already anticipating them becoming, you know, an advanced civilization that has their own set of everything. Right. And then planning ahead on how to manipulate that culture. Which was just yeah, seven layers of creepy. Yeah, and he's just like, we need a Martin Luther King Jr. figure. Yeah. And you're just going to go be that undercover thing for us for five years. Yeah. $100 million, horsecock, sign here. Please. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. The crazy thing is he tries to call it in like all the media, and they do report on it, but people are like, this is an amazing idea. Which also says a lot about the lengths we're willing to go to to, A, ignore like actual problems in society, and B, like, this is going to be better for people that have money. So we'll just exploit these people. Yeah. doesn't well, matter. They it's even fine. broke it down in the movie. Like, uh, I think Steven Yoon's character. Mm-hmm. Is Squeeze. that his last name? Yeah. I think it's, yeah. Yoon. I'm not sure. I, I think it's wanna, Y-E-U-N. I think yeah. it's Yoon. Steven Yoon. The guy from. Glenn from The Walking Dead. Glenn from The Walking Dead. R.I.P. Yeah. Squeeze. 
Yeah, squeeze on uh, this film. Yeah, but they even break it down at one point about how, yeah, you announced it to the media and stuff and they put it out there, but because people know that writing your congressman's not going to do shit, yeah. they figure out ways to just live with it. Yeah, totally. And that's such an American thing I to know, do. dude. It's just like, well, we'll just turn a blind eye. This is our yeah, life now. Like, well, fine. this is just how things are. Yeah. I, I think it's it's pretty telling, too, that the, the main... I, I hope people can hear that dog. That poor husky. The, I know. We got to do something. You should call animal control. They won't do anything because really? it's not in. It's not. There's a husky outside if you haven't listened to the show, and it's my neighbor's dog that they adopted, and it's got water, it's got shade, but it's also tethered up, but it's on like a line. So I think they're within their rights. The only way we could do it is to call uh, like noise control. That'd be a problem because yeah. it's clearly very loud. I just feel bad for the dog. I do too. It's too hot for a husky it's to be too outside. Hot and the huskies are very social creatures, so maybe don't lock it up uh, in the backyard by itself for six hours a day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, be a human. Shit's whack, dog. Yeah, whack, dog. Um, anyways, uh, the show that is most popular on in their world is I got the shit kicked out of. Oh God, yeah. Which is not that far of a reach from a lot of reality shows. No. Like we just watch shows to watch people hurt to hurt each other. Basically. Remember yeah. that show Wipeout? Uh, yeah. It was it was just a show centered around people falling down. Yeah, like, like that sort of thing. It's not that far fetched, like no. you're saying. It's very very close to reality. Yeah. So that sort of stuff. That was no, that part of that. This movie actually was part of. It goes with what you were saying about kind of reminding you of a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Just like that aspect, you're like, whoa, that's such parody, but also accurate. Yeah. Or like you, we just watch shows to watch the drama, mm-hmm. and it's like watch like on Jersey Shore, watch the 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 swole dudes getting fights over a girl. Like, yeah, I don't know, freaks me out, man. It's yeah. real, real close. It is. This whole movie was real close. I need to see it again for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it looks looks. Looks like I'll be seeing it. I, I hope to catch it in theaters again. That's, yeah, that's I'd like goal. to see it in the theater again, too. And I also can't overstate how much I enjoyed my experience enough. Everyone yeah. in the theater was damn professionals. Yep. Oh, refreshing. I have, I have one more thing to say. Yeah. So we caught like a, I think it was a 420 showing. Okay. Give or take on a on a Thursday or a yeah. one, uh, Thursday. And there was a lady. Um, so there's kiosks, right, to buy tickets. You don't have to go to the counter. You can use a machine. There's two machines in our theater. And we walked up. There was this lady at one, and the other one was open. I walked up to to swipe my card, and I just hear this lady, not super under her breath, like, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and I was like, and like she clearly wasn't trying to be quiet. I was like, oh, what's what's wrong? And she had like a movie pass card, and she couldn't figure out how to use it. Mm. And um, so I basically walked her through it, and I was like, all right, you press on the screen, like, you get that one. This is the time. And she goes, no, 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 that's not the movie I'm seeing. And I was like, yeah, it is. You just told me that's the movie you're seeing. And the movie's called Sorry to Bother You. And she said, oh, yeah, that is. I Sorry, I thought that said Sorry to Enter You. <laughs> Did said, she say that straight that's face? That's what she said. And I was like, they're not showing a porno. Did right? you think they're showing a porno? And she goes, I'd pay double for that. <laughs> and I was like, lady, this is crazy. Wow. We printed out our ticket. You have like a relationship with this person. Yeah, and now. she goes, all right, thanks for helping. And I said, oh, yeah, you're, you're welcome. You're not like a talker during movies, are you? And I, because I was like, I'm going to get ahead of this because she seems like a talker. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, but I'm a drinker. <laughs> all right. I'm like, all right, Did cool. you give her a card? No, I didn't. You totally should have. She ended up sitting next to us about four seats over. Was um, she good? Disip- yeah, she didn't good. make a sound. And that was what I was getting at. Our theater was also very good. Nice. I, Nobody I, said anything. I feel like we should just shout out good viewing experiences yeah. when we get them because there's so many bad ones where people are just fuckheads. Yeah, and I, I heard nothing. It was great. It was yeah. a really good experience. Same for me. I think. When you go to these kind of just art-focused films that people actually want to pay attention to, like people aren't going to see this like you would just say, hey, fuck it, let's go see Skyscraper, Skyscraper or Incredible. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like This is a movie you're going to see because you want to watch it, you want to absorb it, you want to see what it's about, 
And I appreciate the hell out of that. So yeah. cheers to you guys that are damn professionals not talking during movies. Yes. As always, if you like our show and you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on all the social medias. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook are our main ones at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever you listen. We super appreciate that. You can find us on Patreon. Come to all our cool events. Get koozies. Get stickers. Um, that's right. Koozies, that's it. Koozies for sale right now. Hit us up. Get at me. Slide into the DMs. Yeah. We will work it out. We we'll will send one right to you. We will ship one to you. Drink in style. You'll be 60% sexier. All the time. Every time. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm so- Steve. I am Jimmy. And together, we are Fresh Scoob Studios. <laughs> we'll see you next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.